Welcome to the Genesis 215 Campaign Podcast with your hosts, Abby and Jamie Bedwell. This podcast is sponsored by Sky Ocean Rescue and supported by the United Nations Association, London and Southeast Region. Hello and welcome. This is the first official uh, recording or podcast of the Genesis 215 campaign uh, that promotes sustainability within the cycling and triathlon industries. And I know what you're thinking. That is very niche. But nonetheless, we are really excited to bring it to you. Uh, I'm here with my beautiful wife, Abigail Bedwell. And uh, Abby, th- today's episode is all about Club La Santa. My question to you is, what is Club La Santa? So Club La Santa is basically an active holiday resort. Um, it's based in Lanzarote in the Canary Islands. Um, but it's just actually off the coast of, of Africa, really. So uh, not where you might think it is. So... Generally speaking, it's, it's pretty warm all year round, provides a good climate for activities, gets exceptionally hot there in the summer. Um, so in winter, it's great for triathletes like us to go there and train. Mm. Um, they actually host over 80 sports there a week, so they have the facilities oh. to, to host 80 sports, which is impressive. Uh, and they have over 500 weekly activities, which you can go there and choose how many of them you want to take part in. Um, run by their green team, which is a very professional friendly bunch of mm. international people that enjoy sport so you can go there whether you, whether you enjoy sport leisurely or you want to pursue it professionally there it's or anywhere in between um it was created with the idea that it would would be the dream place for active people to go and basically have a sporting playground at their hand Nice. Well, we were there, actually. I should I should yeah. probably tell our listeners. We were there just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were there for a little winter training camp. The idea was that we have a, have a long extended block uh, from when we come back into our into our training around October time uh, and our first races, uh, you know, as, as the season begins in, in April, May time, or this year, March. Uh, and we were trying to break it up. So we went for a trip to uh, Club La Santa. Um, and whilst we were there, we were able to get the down low on uh, all things Club La Santa. And Abby, you're going to tell us just a little bit about the history of Club yeah. La Santa. So most of you will know, if you know of Club La Santa, it's, it's a very successful holiday resort now. Active holiday resort, of course, not your mm. typical, you know, sun lounges and whatever. And that's what we loved um, about it, actually, absolutely. was that we didn't feel weird about doing three or four sessions yeah. a day. You and were being normal. out doing sport. Yeah, it was fine. It, you know, and that, that was a really nice feeling. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a really successful business now. And mm. it's a great place to go. Any of you listening that have been yourself, I'm sure you'd agree. Absolutely love it. Want to go back. It's the sort of place where you, once you've gone there, you, you're hooked, I think. Even if you end up having a bit of bad weather like we did, unfortunately, while we were there. We did, We yeah. still want to go back. Absolutely. So it, it doesn't... The weather's not going to change your opinion of how great Club La Santa actually is. Yeah. Um, but it's quite old now. The foundations were actually laid back in 1968. Right. Um, but the idea was not that it was going to be Club La Santa back then. When these res- when these foundations were made, it was built as a resort um, on the northeast of the island near the fishing village of La Santa. And the idea it was going to be a, a tourist complex of nearly 400 p- apartments. Um, but... They didn't get finished being built. 
due to the oil crisis at the time. So there was all was just left to be derelict and started to fall into disrepair for the next 10 years. Mm, it's pretty... Uh, oil crisis good. not so sustainable either. So, no. Yeah. Oh dear. So it's, things didn't look good. So that was back in 1968. And yep. then 10 years later, in 1978, mm-hmm. the, a Danish priest, yes. Elaf Krovgar, uh, discovered the resort and saw a unique opportunity where basically back at the time this was going on, the Danish travel typically consisted of deck chairs and barbecues, you know, you're not mm. really active. But uh, he visualised a future where sports enthusiasts and active people could combine their passions with holidays in the sun. So he eventually bought the resort off the, the guy who had built the foundations uh, and spent five years getting it back into uh, a good enough state that people could actually right. go and visit it. Yeah. it you know, it started to crumble. Um and it opened in 1983. But it took a while for people to get used to the idea of going on holiday where the idea was to do lots of activities and not chill out. Um, so it didn't actually become profitable until 1995, 12 years after wow, being opened. 12 years. And uh, sadly, Elaf Krovgar had died in 1992. So he never got to see the what is... The Santa now, the the famous and well-renowned resort it is today. Yeah. But his grandson now is the chairman of of the board, so okay. it's not all cool. It's stayed in the family. Yeah, nice. Well, as we were saying, we were there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, as we've been planning for this podcast over the past few months, we were already aware of the steps that Club La Santa had taken, and not just steps, pretty major, in fact, groundbreaking. Um, steps towards uh, becoming more sustainable Um, and we were there we spoke with them Uh, slight um, difficulties with language barriers (laughs) but but we got there and this is really what we want to bring you Um, we want to tell you about the sustainability of Club La Santa um, which can be a boring topic but we don't want it to be at all so we asked them for um, their sustainability report, which is all in Spanish, but we've we've had it translated. <laughs> they said this. It's from this is officially from Club Santa. Beyond sport, tourism, accommodation, and the concept of active holidays, Club Santa relies on sustainability as a fundamental pillar in all of its infrastructures, events, and business processes. Since its inception, the complex has proven to have a strong environmental awareness. And one of its objectives has always been to be a reference in sustainable tourism. Today, it complies with all Spanish standards in the field related to to construction and uses the best technology for optimising resources and reducing emissions. Now, I think just saying complying with all Spanish standards, it it goes a little bit beyond that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Abby was the first one to snoop out this data. And and you can read about this on the Club La Santa uh, website. When the um, uh, Club La Santa was was built, uh, Lanzarote had been declared a biosphere reserve, which is a fancy name, essentially meaning that everything that's built, a bit like if you wanted to build on like the National Downs, it, it's protected. And it's protected by the UN Environmental, Environmental Council, um, which means that things had to be complied to. And, and they are those Spanish standards that we spoke about. They were enforced by the UN Environmental Council. 
They were implemented in 1993, meaning that Club Placenta had to surpass certain environmental standards in its infrastructure. Now, we spoke about how hot it can get in the summer, yeah. and Club Placenta obviously sits on a lot of warm soil. Yeah. Now, they use that warm soil, and this is really clever. It's the largest, Club Placenta is the largest geothermal installation, not just in Spain, but they reckon the biggest in Europe. Which is just crazy yeah it's, it's amazing and you know i wouldn't go too far to say that if it's the biggest in europe i wonder whether it might be one of the best in the world as well it uses that energy uh from the subsoil so the heat that's coming up from the subsoil up to up up through the grounds uh, of the complex to heat all the water that includes the two olympic pools now we haven't really talked yeah. about we mentioned there's that 80 Olympic sports pools. there's three Olympic yeah. pools there's one older one and yeah. there's two brand new ones yeah now well I say brand new they've been there a little while but they they look awesome and they're currently having a little bit of work done to them so those two Olympic pools are um completely heated um by the energy that comes up through the subsoil the new hotel yeah. is also heated just by that uh, by the geothermal installation and um, all the hot water in the old hotel, that's also produced by the geothermal installation. And the... we can confirm, is very hot water. You can basically oh, get wowza. it to be like a, a sauna or a steam room. It's burning. Um, so there is no lack of heat with that. Absolutely And that not. was in January when, obviously, the geothermal... Yeah, it's probably going to be as hot as, as, as Absolutely. in the summer. So. so that's a major, major plus. But Club of Santa hasn't stopped there. No, they have 855 square metres. That's 407 solar panels fitted wow. all around the complex. They're located on the roof of the pavilion and the squash pavilion. And some of them just dotted <laughs> elsewhere as well. They I'm go sure on. I didn't even know they're there. I didn't no, no, actually notice. I didn't see them, but they're, yeah. they're tall buildings there, aren't they? Yeah. They are tall buildings. It goes on. All the water that's used from the pools, uh, obviously the pool water does need changing. Now that's reused. We were there for a six-day sandstorm. Yeah. So it's it's reused to help wash down all the sand that, that gets everywhere. Um, they have separate recycling bins throughout the complex. We yeah. saw them dotted all around as we were, we were walking around. Uh, that's for glass, mixed recycling, cardboard and waste. And 90% of LED lights controlled, oh, sorry, 90% of all the lights that are at Club Centre are LED and they're controlled by timers. So they, there is more information too, and we will share the sustainability report that is really able to trans, easy to translate with your smartphone. Um, we will share that uh, in our Facebook uh, post and on Instagram. Um, there's, there's loads more information too, but we just wanted to kind of touch on some of the, the major things that Club Centre have done. Uh, and we had a great time there. We yeah. really did. the The weather did make it, it make it challenging, but it, it's a good place to get strong. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> now, in the first episode, yeah. we had uh, I was challenged with two questions from you. Yeah. And if you want to find out what those two questions are, go back, listen to our first first episode. That's an introduction to the Genesis <laughs> Two Fifteen campaign. So it's my turn. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, Club La Santa, the Iron Man that happens in Club La Santa, um, uh, sorry, in Lanzarote, is, yeah. as you'd expect, sponsored by Club La yeah. Santa. No brainer. My first question to you is when was the first one? Oh, 
The first Cobbler Santa the Lanzarote. First, yes, the first Iron Man Iron in Man. Lanzarote. I think they recently celebrated their 10th mm. anniversary. Yes. So I'm going to say 2011. Okay, and I actually think you're kind of right. The first one was in 1992. That was the first okay. Iron Man Lanzarote. But I think the first Club La Santa Iron okay. Man Lanzarote was in 2011. Oh. Or, or even 2012. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. you're roughly right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Abby's a big advocate for women's sport, unsurprisingly, being being a female triathlete. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's another area that we would love to uh, push for Mulder. So, my second question to you okay. is, in 2019 or 2021, there wasn't one in 2020 because of COVID, yeah. I will give you the option, can you name the winner, the female winner of the 70.3... Club La Santa, Iron Man. Can you name a winner? Well, I know Lucy Charles Barkley mm. is yeah. a big fan of Club La Santa herself. Yeah. And a lot of pros are. Yeah. But I'm going to say she's won it at some point. Okay. 70.3 though. 70.3. Not the full distance. Not the full distance. Although she did win the 70.3 once last year. Yeah. Let's stick with Lucy Charles. Okay. Bob Anybody Trump. else that's on your mind? It's not Lucy Charles. And not in 2019 or 2021. I'll give you a clue. One of them is a Brit. Okay. Lucy Charles is a Brit. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Lucy Charles. <laughs> it's not a Vet. It's not a Vet. No, no. I didn't know if that's just, what you just as a fill in, a Vet Grife, as she's known yeah. to the Spanish people, uh, is, a, is a former Ironman winner. She won Ironman UK. Um, a while back and she trained with us for a long yeah. time and her husband Steve is, is one of our coaches so it wasn't a bit this is in okay. 2019 though so 2021 and 70.3 a Brit no you have raced this Brit as well oh okay that's another clue I believe in a duathlon in a duathlon yeah I don't know what pros are raced in a duathlon <laughs> in Bedford I think it was a, a few years ago now and, and I think she'd be in, been in Lanzarote all that winter and then she came to the the Bedford National Draft oh, Championship I don't even remember it. that can't think no I'm putting you on the spot sorry Emma Pallant of course she won in 2019 yeah, 2021 okay. German she's competing Annie Hogg spot on yeah. there you go well there you are folks we like to keep these podcasts <laughs> short snappy interesting and fun you know sustainability can often be portrayed in a negative way and that's not what we're about we want to help companies uh, by talking about the good work that they're doing by promoting it and doing it positively and encouraging other companies to make uh, a similar effort uh, so yeah that's yeah. that is the first official episode of the genesis 215 campaign podcast it's all about Club Center. You'll be able to find it on all streaming platforms. That's Apple, um, Anchor, FM. That's who we record through. Uh, Google. Yeah, just yeah. just go and find it. And the video will be up on Instagram. That's Instagram TV. And also on Facebook. You can find us um, via at uh, Gen215Campaign. That's our Instagram ha- handle and our Facebook handle. It's been a pleasure. Abby, thank you for joining the podcast thank you for being part of it and thank you to you guys as well for listening to this if you would like to uh, share it please do please help encourage 
um, us and um, companies to uh, make more of an effort by sharing it, uh, tweeting about it, putting it on Instagram, whatever, uh, or even just sending it to a friend who you think would enjoy it. Thanks, Abby. Thanks for listening. Great. Goodbye.